Hey! Raymond, how is my DJ of Dope Discourse doing this evening? Fantastic. That's good to hear, my friend. That is good to hear. That is great to hear on this fabulous day. It's uh, outside. Birds are chirping. Finally springtime. Cat's time. trying to escape. Oh, yeah. Feels I like summer. I finally put my screen in. Yeah, I oh, put yeah, my did. screen in today. Um, I don't know what happened to the screens that came with this room when I got them, but they have no longer with us, apparently. So I bought one of those uh, ones. You just, you, just, you just slide it and then just pull the window down oh, yeah, on it because yeah, I didn't yeah. feel like measuring and stuff like that. And uh, the cat doesn't know what the hell to do with himself. He's just like, I'm outside now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good time. It's a nice. good time. Oh, fan of Jimmy Buffett? Love Jimmy Buffett. Song is a unreleased track that he recorded for the movie Summer Rental, which I watched last night for the first time in a few years. John Candy. John Candy, one of my favorites. I love John Candy. I have a I have a picture above my bed. It's a four it's a four picture frame. It's got a picture of John Candy, a picture of Chris Farley, for obvious reasons. A picture of uh, Laurel and Hardy. And a picture of Artie and Norm from Dirty Work signed. The scene where they're holding two fish in the room as they're putting them in the walls. (laughs) Where'd you get that? (laughs) Because that's Uh, awesome. It was right before, it was like a year or two before Norm died. I I just, on a whim, decided to order it on eBay. Have have you looked it up to see how much that would be going for on eBay? I I haven't, Since his death? Oh, okay. No, I haven't. But yeah, that's uh, that's above my bed. So you kind of get where my mindset is. But I did watch Summer Rental. Love John Candy. One of those unsung movies from the 80s that are just classics. Have you seen Summer Rental before? Long time Long ago. Long time ago. Yeah, it's... it's yeah. Uh, I actually I remember, think it was one of the movies I watched when I worked at the video store. It's funny that you mentioned the video store because that's exactly where we bought it, I believe, back in the 80s, um, maybe early 90s, on VHS. So I watched it a lot because we had it on VHS. Um... But God, I love John Candy. I mean, you're talking stripes. You're talking planes, trains, and automobiles. And Spaceballs were probably my two favorites growing up. Yep. And, and Roadhouse. Blues. Roadhouse. He was in Roadhouse. I, I had no, no he idea. wasn't. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking about Roadhouse for some reason. <laughs> I mean, he was in. He, he had supporting roles in Home Alone, National Lampoon's Vacation, Blues Didn't Brothers. Did he do the Home Alone one for free? He just yep. showed up on set one day and just John did Hughes. like one one day and just it did like it a, as a favor. Yeah, John Hughes. A few, either either a favor for John Hughes or um, the or the, the mother or Columbus. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, I have, have you ever seen JFK? Because I heard he's really good with in Costner? that. With Costner? Yes. I have not. I heard he's really good in that. He has like a supporting role. I was um, gonna say he's probably dramatic in that, huh? Yep. I don't think I've ever seen him do anything dramatic, really. Be inter- I'd be interested to see that. Um, yeah, Robin Williams is great dramatic stuff. Yep. Once he got into it. A lot of comedian, a lot of comedic actors are. Um, mm. I know they try uh, to work harder to break out of their shell because of it too. When like we talked about, yeah, when we talked about Chris Farley, remember that's the one thing I said about his career is that if he had lived past 1997, I think he would have been the best comedic actor ever turned dramatic. Um, if he had ever had the chance, and he didn't, unfortunately. But um, who do you think that title goes to right now? Best comedic actor. Turn dramatic. I'd say what, who I just said, Robin Williams. I mean, yeah, cl- classically, it has to be Robin Williams. Um, 
Uh, you know, you don't watch I, SVU, I think, but the episode of SVU he did was insanely good. Even though he's not a comedian per se, but if you've ever seen Malcolm in the Middle and then you watch Breaking Bad and you see Brian Cranston's acting performances from the two, he's a comedian. Well, he's a he's a comedian comedic. Actor. He's a funny, yeah, yeah. But yeah, seeing, he's a comedic seeing actor, his turn into Walter White was amazing. Yeah, coming from true. the father from <laughs> Malcolm yeah. in the Middle, and of course I know him from uh, Seinfeld where he was yeah. a comedic actor in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of my favorite episodes he's in, and that's the whole reason why I watched Breaking Bad. I was like, oh shit, that's yeah. the guy from Seinfeld. See, I, I I watched it just because I heard the hype. <laughs> it was really no yeah, connections to me. You told me about it, and then I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, Jesus!" And then later He's on, the you dentist. find, and then later on, you find out how much of a connection to everything in the early '80s, late '80s, early '90s. Like he was part of he was part of Power Rangers from the very beginning to the point yep. where they named the Blue Ranger after him, Billy Cranston. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it was uh, friends with uh, the showrunner, one of the people yep. that were running the show early. And his voices of a few of the villains on the show too, the uh, yep. ones that, in the big puppets. And then he was uh, in the movie that came out a few years ago as yep. uh, Zordon. Zordon. Is that his yep. name? Yeah. Yep, Zordon. Yep. Speaking of that, I think it's next week. Next Wednesday is the uh, premiere the of the Netflix, Netflix? special. Yep. Right. We got to watch Watching that. Watching it. Yeah, put that on your marker. But I wanted to bring up John <laughs> Candy because should do a commentary track to it. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Uh, I wonder about John, John Candy because John Candy is just amazing. Um, and again, another another guy that died too early, um, but he's he was around from the seventies on, and he he was on SNL, but he was on SCTV in, in Canada, which is great if you ever saw that. It used to run after SNL back in the day. It used to be late nights. Um, I, mean, I used to watch it every once in a while reruns. But him, Eugene Levy, a lot of those guys came out of there. I think uh, Rick Moranis may have been on there too. But. So let's jump into the show. Last week we got. So sidetracked with a whole bunch of news that we had. The WWE stuff took us by surprise with the Vince McMahon shit. So, Mm. the one thing that we missed last week that you mentioned after the podcast was the biggest thing, probably the biggest podcast ever. I mean, the biggest uh, trailer for DC in the last six months, besides The Flash, was Blue Beetle. We didn't even talk about it. We didn't even mention it. We didn't even say how awesome this trailer was. Yeah. It's it's incredible. and It It looks great. The suit and looks fantastic. The movie was made for HBO Max, right? And then James Gunn yep. saw it and he decided that he this needs to be it on was either, the screen. It might have been... I thought it was announced before he officially took over, but it might have been after he took over. Uh, but yeah, it was around that time that they said it's going to be going to the big screen. Chris Warner was before he took over, though. Yeah, because yeah, he yeah, cause he had saw it and said, oh, this needs to be on, on the big screen. It shouldn't be on the small screen. So that's why yep. it's getting all this hype in. I'm not even and really got sure... My guy. From Cobra Kai in it. Yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, he was one of the guys. Do you know how it. to pronounce his name? I have no idea. XOLO. XOLO is his first name. Hmm. It's pronounced Shiloh. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, really cool. I believe it's called, it's either Shiloh or Sholo. One of those. But uh, he's a great kid. Um, I watched him be interviewed by uh, Christian Harloff. And uh, he's like 20, 21. And this is like during season four, I think, of Karate Kid's spinoff, uh, Cobra Kai. And he was talking about how his mom still makes him uh, do the lawn every Saturday because the lawn doesn't stop growing just because you're famous. Um, he's really down to earth. He's a good kid. He's somebody I root for. And I think this movie looks awesome. Yeah, he looks he looks, he looks amazing. The only, the, only, the only one that I'm kind of doubtful of is uh, George Lopez. Just because he, he looks like that yeah. very – he looks like a very um, – 
stereotypical. Yeah, Mexican it looks American. too stereotypical. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, I'm also not a fan of George Lopez. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. So hopefully he probably won't be in that movie too much, I hope. Yeah, he He'll probably be in like it a bunch in the uncle. beginning and then like at the end. Yeah. He's like an uncle or something or I don't know what the hell he and, is. Uh, what do you think about the suit? How do you think the suit looks? The suit reminded me a lot of Iron Man, of course. It has yep. the same exact helmet as Iron Man. That's where it's yep. getting all the... It's, it's like an alien Iron Man, connection. Green Lantern-ish. Not the suit, but just his powers. And the way, and the way, and the way the suit takes over his body, it's very symbiotic, like like Venom. It's yeah. like it, that's it's got that fluidity to it. But yeah. that was really cool. Know, nice touch. I don't know too much about Blue Beetle. I just I saw either. him on like Brave and the Bold, um, and I've read a few things that he just appears in. But it, to me, it sounds like he's kind of personality of Spider-Man. With the iron suit like Iron Man, y- younger ability kid. is kind of like Green Lantern, and then it's taking over his body. So it's like a cross between Green Lantern, Superman, Venom, and Iron Man. From what I hear, so, this this character, awesome. <laughs> from what I hear, this character has been around forever. Um, this isn't even yeah, this the, is the second. Yeah, this second isn't even reveal. this isn't even the like favorite third. iteration of the character. I believe yeah. the one that everyone likes is the one before this, the original Blue Beetle. But mm. they're fine with this one just because they're trying to get the diversity. Which is yeah, cool. It's also the Blue Beetle that they are currently writing, so that makes sense for them yeah. to be doing that. It's just like the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. That yeah. was the team that was around then. It's not the original Guardians team, but they yeah. include original Guardians throughout the movies. Yeah. So yeah, I can't wait for that movie. It does look good. It's uh, the trailer blew me away compared to a lot of other DC shit that's been out in the yeah. last six months. Like, all the Shazam trailers, especially, were all pretty black. Yeah. Iffy on those. Yeah. yeah. Um. And they chose a song that actually seems like it fits with this movie yeah. trailer, so it's just not, hey, there's an Eminem song we have the rights to, let's just use that for a trailer. Like, not like that bullshit. Yep. And the whole sword, the, when he grabs, when he makes the sword come out of the air, mm. just out of nowhere, that whole entire scene was amazing at the very end of the trailer. Yep. So I can't wait for this. Uh, yeah. Comes out, I don't know when it comes out, the end of the year, I think? I don't know, next uh, year? August 18th. Oh, cool. August so 18th. Not, not too long away. Yeah. So, um, I got our tickets to Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't think I mentioned that last week. I did get those. Um, those came out last Monday, I believe. So I got tickets for that. Hopefully, Kevin has off. But we'll see. Because <laughs> he's going back to work in a few weeks. So. Very touchy, yes. We'll see. Um, so, into summer. So we, we talked about this a few months back. I wanted to bring it up because we talked about public domain. And how a lot mm. of characters who came up 100 years ago are starting to get into the public domain. Um, the yes. big one next year that we've talked about was Mickey Mouse because it's owned by Disney. Disney actually delayed it. It was supposed to happen, I believe, a few years ago, and they delayed it to 96 years, which would be next year. It, it was it debuted in 19, uh, 1930. So, um, Mickey Mouse, um, we talked about it. Pluto, Donald Duck, uh, next one's up in the line. Superman in, 19, in 2033 will be in the public domain. I think the rules for this stuff is going to change dr- dramatically, drastically in the next decade. Um, especially where these big IPs are owned and they're still being utilized for, with these big companies like WB, like like Disney especially. I think Disney is going to be the for, the, for, the forefront um, runner of how this is going to happen legally. But um, um, Think about the public domain stuff though. Is, um, so Superman is up in 2034. Yeah. Uh, so that's when they're going to restore the Snyderverse and all will be well when Henry Cavill's 53 and Ben Affleck 61. But, so Superman is up that year, right? Yeah. Well, they can't use Superman like you know Superman to be. 
Right. Um, It'd be leaping. They have to. They can't. They can't have him fly because yep. he didn't fly for the first couple of years. So it's very like, yes, he'll be able to be used. But like Batman 2034, the Batman that they can use for this would be the one with just the very Robin-ish uh, yes. thing across his eyes and yep. whatever. Um, so, I mean, it's a big deal, but also not really a big deal. Um, but you're right. They're probably going to change the rules with all this coming to fruition now because I mean, all these rules were put in place before yep. movies were what they are, characters were what they are. Yep. Um, everything was so isn't everything is so much more valuable these days. I guess you could say. Um, so yeah, they're going to be changing these rules a lot. Because yeah, you got J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit comes yep. into public domain a decade from now. That's a pretty straightforward thing. I mean, that's that's, that's yeah, something. That could, yeah. Um, I mean, that's that that whole entire book could be adapted. I, don't know how, I mean, changed. I don't know. I don't know how, what they would yeah. do to something like that. But I mean, you see what yep. they, you see what they did to uh, to uh, Winnie the Pooh. I mean, could they do yeah. something like that with Superman? Uh, you are going to be reviewing that movie this October. Spoiler alert! It will be coming to the. No, that's called a big market tease, my friend. Um, it'll the, be coming to a Plex service near you. Big market, but sure. <laughs> But yeah, I wanted to bring that up. There's a few of them in the next decade. They're going to be pretty big ones. Um, and I think Mickey uh, Mickey Mouse next year is going to change how that happens. Steamboat, Steamboat Willie and all that shit that happened in the early early 1930s, late 1920s. So, um, Some breaking news yesterday in the sports world. So I wanted to bring up a quick Teach Ray Sports <laughs> segment. This is the theme to Teach Ray Sports. We need a theme for Teach Ray Sports. I couldn't think of anything that would be original. I stole this instrumental from the Gary Shanley Show. This is the theme to Teach Ray Sports. This is the theme to Teach Ray Sports. You're going to be teaching me about the owner of the Washington Commanders who has recently sold his... His his baseball team, right? Or no, football team. Football they changed team. their name. They were, they were the Redskins. Yes. They changed their name recently to the, to the to the Commanders, and Magic Johnson, the basketball player, is going to be a minority or owner with this group that bought Dan Snyder out. So, I need you to teach me about Dan Snyder and his fuckery because everything I hear about the guy is how wacko he is and how crazy he is, and I know that there's a lot of uh, I know there's a lot of scrutiny around the 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 name of the Redskins and how long it took him to change the name. So uh, yeah, teach me, son. Uh, well, this was dropped on me at the last minute, so I really have too much time to do my research. That's fine. But Dan Snyder is known as one of the worst owners in the history of sports. Um, he doesn't seem to put too much care into the actual team a lot of times, um, which obviously angers people in Washington. And he also has been brought up on like charges of like having some of their staircases be made out of glass. So you could look up women's skirts and stuff like that. Something weird shit like that went on in the offices. Um, they had like some sex cruises, some weird shit like that happened at one point. Oh my God. Overall, just isn't a good dude. Um, I wish Chris was on because Chris would probably know way more about it than me. Because um, I basically pay attention to local sports teams, not a team that hasn't been relevant in my entire lifetime. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's a good move. Um, I assume that Magic Johnson has a very small. He's probably the figurehead yeah. of who bought it. Uh, similar to the Dodgers, to where he had a decent sized stake in the Dodgers, but he wasn't the majority owner, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be a similar situation here, um, where I'm sure he'll reach out to guys and try to get them to come there because he's Magic Johnson. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Dan Snyder, real piece of shit. Yeah, and also, Washington sucks. That's what I hear. I hear both of those. I hear that they're bottom of the barrel of all NFL teams. Yeah, because uh, yeah. Christian Fourier, who does the 10-2 to 2 show now on WEI, um, he played for the Redskins for three years, and he hated every single second being there, from the coaching to the ownerships. And he was very steadfast on never changing the name, right? And then all of a sudden he kind of had to because of all the backlash. Yeah, the NFL forced him. The NFL yeah. forced him to. I thought that's what um, it was. And the next year the Major League Baseball followed suit with the Cleveland Indians. Yes, yeah. And where are they? So, where are they? Where is Cleveland now? The Guardians. And oh, a lot of people thought that was a dumb name. name. No, no, it makes sense though because you really don't know this unless you go to the stadium. But at the beginning of Major League, where they're showing like the stadium kind of, um, there's six quote unquote Guardian statues outside of where Cleveland has their stadium now. Um, so it, that's what it's a reference to. Is they're the six Guardians of Cleveland? It has to do with their city, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's the six guardians of Cleveland, so it's it kind of makes sense. I think okay. Commanders is way worse. Yeah, that's they could have gone with like they were like generals. I think they were throwing out like Generals was one. Uh, they didn't take that because of the uh, that's a team that the uh, who's that basketball Globetrotters they play the Generals. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, they also great. threw out the name Red Wolves, which I thought would have been better, mm-hmm. sticking with the red theme. Um, but yeah, I, the Commanders is a terrible name. It's like mm-hmm. a WNBA team name. Like it is, yeah. It's awful. B, it's like a B team or WNBA, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I I heard a little bit about the uh, Redskins stuff. I, I hear a little bit about the Indians stuff. The Indians, when I lived in Winter Haven for three or four years, plus my grandparents lived down there. Um, that's where the Red Sox played spring spring training for I don't know, thirty years or so, and then they moved to Fort uh, Fort Myers, right? And the Indians yeah. took over their stadium for spring training. So I saw them a lot every time the Red Sox came in in the late 90s. Um, I think I went three, maybe four times. Nice. Um, yeah. So, yeah. A little bit of history with the Indians on my part, but uh, I've only been to Fenway once up here. I think it was for a Tigers game with the, with the Red Sox. With... Nice. Yep. Yeah, those seats are uh, tough to sit and, in. And, these and, and, and they were hard uh, back in back in the day, and I was a lot smaller than I am now. So Yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah, not pretty. Cool. Yeah, I wanted to bring that up. I didn't want. <clears throat> I knew you probably. I was going to spring it on you, so you wouldn't have it, uh, too much information, too much research on. That's fine. I think it was perfect. Just, just what I wanted to hear. So, let's get into what we watched. I uh, kind of took a break because we were watching a lot of stuff. I know you wanted to go to the movies this week. I was exhausted. Yeah, you were. You weren't down, and you ended up I missing the down. best movie of the year so far. But we'll get into that later. We'll, we'll get into it. Um, but. Did watch a couple of TV shows. Penultimate episode of Mandalorian. Finally, the show took a turn into the better. Um, it was very slacking up until this week. And setting up a great finale next week, hopefully. Cross our fingers that this is good because this episode is really good. Um... 
very beginning of the episode, you see IG-11, who was played by Taika Waititi in the first season, was destroyed. Um, he was brought back as a droid that was had to be controlled from the inside. Little small cavity kind of reminded me a lot of Ninja Turtles Kang. If you ever saw little cavity oh, yeah. in the middle of Kang, that's that's where okay, that's where I came, okay I saw yep. that and I'm like, why does that look so familiar? Yeah, Kang. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, you see a little hole like that, and you see little mechanics of has to be controlled by hand. And who's the one little small character in the whole entire show that can go in there? Of course, it's Baby Yoda. So you have all of a sudden a Mecha Baby Yoda. <laughs> I was kind of expecting Babu Frick. Oh, that would have been great too. Well, he didn't. He he did. He did come in and and, he and did appear, wrote yes. it in. Yeah. But of course, Baby Yoda went in there, started working the controls, and the only thing that the droid can say right now is yes and no. So he's commu- communicating through the voice of Taika Waititi is a yes and a no, hit by hitting buttons. So it's pretty cool. For what it is, it's pretty cool. Um, Baby Yoda actually had some time on the show. Um, kind of been on the back burner this season a little bit. Yeah. Um. So they finally decide that they're going to retake Mandalore with Bo-Katan leading the charge. They're going to go on there, go to the forge, try to see if they can take over the whole entire planet and, and bring 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 back Mandalore to its glory after it had been destroyed by the Empire. So they get there. Mando's leading the charge with Bo-Katan and a whole bunch of uh, Mandalorians. And, and of course Baby Yoda as Mecha Baby Yoda going on the planet. And they get ambushed by Beskar-laden stormtroopers with Moth Gideon in a Darth Vader-like suit. Completely made out of Mandalorian Beskar, so it's impenetrable. And he's flying in, and he has... And also on his helmet, he has spikes, uh, which kind of look like... um, Darth Maul, I can't remember what their what their race is called, but I believe it's because he was kind of trying to, to mock them. Because I know they had a history with that with that race. I know yep. it's in the Clone Wars. That's it's yep. pretty prominent. But um, by the end of the episode, Mando is captured. Din Djarin. Um tie interceptors and bombers are. It's like a, it's like a forge. It's like a secret. Imperial factory has been built in Mandalore where the forges were. And nobody knew this. Mando didn't know that, but they think that they're everybody's speculating that there is a spy because the episode was called Spies. It wasn't really revealed in the show this episode, but they're saying that the one big person that could be the spy, the one mysterious person, the one mysterious Mandalorian is the is the forger the one who the the leader i can't remember what they call her on the show i guess she's a forger whatever she is but she has she's the one that forges all the mandalorian armor with beskar um but uh, he, they capture mando they also they also kill one of the i can't remember his name but he's the one with a machine gun um, he's a, he's a Mandalorian with a machine gun. They kill him, stab him. Three of the guards from the the sequel trilogy of Star Wars come through the Red Guards, the ones that Ray fought in the, in the room, and they stab him and kill him. Um, as all the other Mandalorians are looking on or are running away, and Tie interceptors and bombers are going for a surpri- surprise attack in space. Um, it's setting up an epic land and space battle to end the season next week. So hopefully it lands. 
for what has Hopefully been a pretty, the landing. <laughs> yeah, for what has been a pretty subpar season compared to other yes. seasons of, of Mandalorian. Yep. There's all, this always happens every every time the show is on. There's always weak episodes, but there's been more weak episodes out of the eight episodes this this year than years past. Um, I know I know the last season there were a couple great ones, especially when you see Slave One for the very first time. Um, when you see Boba Fett for the first time since Return of the Jedi, that was a great episode. Yeah. And then, of course, the finale was epic. I hope this finale hits just as hard as that one. If I were to speculate, total speculation, I think I think Pedro Pascal's time on The Mandalorian is over. Um, and I think he's going to be perishing next week. Um, setting up Bo-Katan, taking over the series or movie, Whatever and whatever whatever ends up being the plans after the season ends. I uh, I don't know if they'll kill him, because they might want him back for the movie. Um, right. But I think he will be off the show going yes. forward. And I think so, we'll yeah, do another happen. season. Probably another. Like I said, I'm pretty sure I heard that John Favreau had already written season four. He just didn't yes. know how he was going to end the show, which he said would probably be season five. Because um, the movie is still at least three years out, I would think maybe yeah. two, uh, at best. So you could easily do seasons four and five and then wrap it up with him coming back. And maybe at the end of the movie, he is the Mandalorian of Man- or whatever of Mandalore. Um, but, yeah, uh, the show has been very subpar. Um, yeah, that's really all you yeah, can that's say. Yeah, that's it. This yeah. episode was pretty good, but, uh, yeah, it's been subpar up till now. So the um, movie... And this show in general has always been, like, two out of the eight episodes have been, like so stellar that it brings the entire series up. Yep. Um, and this season just hasn't had that stellar moment yet. Yep. So hopefully we get it next week. Um, so yeah, let's get into uh, the other episode that we watched. Another show that hasn't been hitting as hard as the first two seasons. And that is Ted Lasso. Yeah. It's just the the com- the comedy was missing this past week. There wasn't too much. Jason Sudeikis yeah. doesn't have that same same uh, gravitas that he's had in the last couple of seasons, where he can hold the show just by talking. He did have a great monologue at the end, which we'll get into a little bit here. But um, Nate finally got a seat at the window with a hot date from one of the I can't remember what she was, but she was a complete brain dead woman. Bimbo. Bimbo. Yep. Um, I like Nate's redemption story so far. I know it's going to pay off at the end, hopefully the way the way they're pulling this through. But, um, but he finally has his moment with the Maitre D, who he's been, kind of been having this his uh, entanglement since the beginning, where she wouldn't let him sit at the at the window because he was he was a nobody. And then when he finally became a somebody, she still acted like he was a nobody. Even though the guy who owned the restaurant was like, "Oh my God, it's Nate, the 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 Wonder Kid, or whatever the hell they call him," and but she had no, she didn't give a shit. But at the end, after the date left him in the window by himself, she ended up going, she ended up going over to him and kind of started flirting with him, and they sat down and had dinner together. So I thought that was kind of cool. I do like his story. I like where it's going. Yep. I, I know a lot of um, people hate him right now. 
Yeah. But yeah. He's still on my hate list. Yeah. Uh, I'm changing my prediction for the end of the season, by the way. Okay. Uh, last time, I think we both we both think that Ted's going to go home. Yes. Um, I think that's, that's pretty, very true. That's pretty That's true. pretty obvious. Because we also know it's the last season. Um, but do you think Nate's going to end up being the head coach of Ted's team by the end of the season? I to think... To complete his, his arc? Maybe, yeah. I think when Ted leaves, maybe Nate comes. That's I think I, mean. I think I think we're going to get an episode... Before the season ends, we're on episode six uh, or five or six of uh, ten. So I think before the season is done, we're going to have an episode where Ted goes back home. And it's going to be him in America with his family, yep, with him. his friends, yep. with his friends in wherever. Is he from Kansas? Where the hell is he from? I yeah, can't remember. Kansas. So yep. where, he's going to be there. It'd be great to see him in his in his element. I would love to see that. So. Yep. That's the one. That's the one prediction I have. If not, if not the last episode, second to last episode, or I don't, I don't know where, I don't know where the show is going right now. Like I mentioned, I think Roy has grown. Um, he's not at everything's not as funny right now, and maybe that's maybe that's for reasons that'll come to us later. It's yep. very serious. But the other thing that happened, Keely and Roy, they break up in the beginning of the season, and. Keely starts dating or starts fucking around with this woman who she's who's her boss. So she goes from Roy, she goes from Jamie Tart to Roy to a lesbian relationship, all within the span of like two years. What are your thoughts? Eh. Yep. Yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> I, she'll, I be, she'll be back strange. with Roy at the end of the season. Yeah, it's very. It's I think very. That's what's gonna happen. Because there's a mystery there that we're going to find out sooner rather than later of what happened with her and Roy and who, whose mm. idea was to break up. Because obviously neither one of them wanted to break up, especially Keely. I think Roy... Well, I think Roy... No, yeah, he broke up with her, right? Because that was yes. a big joke in the first episode yeah. or second episode, yeah. Yes, but there's but there's reasons that Roy hasn't really, really talked yeah, about. Yeah, we have no idea why, Yeah, for the most part. But at the very end of the episode... Ted Lasso has anxiety. He's starting to have a panic attack. He's setting himself up, but he's overcoming it, and he and he overcomes it by the end of the episode. And he has this really cool, epic moment with the football club, all the team members, to boost their morale. Very poetic, great end of the show. But I mean, everything's kind of and the the, com- the comedy has been missing, and that's been a little bit of a problem. And I thought it was just me, and then I started seeing people say the same thing on social media and on. Facebook posts that I've seen is the same exact thing is being said by other people. So we're not, I'm not alone. I don't, I don't know if you feel the same way, but the comedy has been missing from the show for a while. Um, very, yeah. uh, I think the second episode was pretty funny. We said, but after you the, get, I mean, you get glimpses of it here and there, but it's not like a comedy anymore. It's more of a dramedy. Very dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully it turns around, but, um, it's not the Ted Lasso. We fell in love with the last two seasons. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm still invested. Um, watched two movies this week. Um, classic from 1952, Singing in the Rain. Never saw it. Musical, of course. People say it's one of the best musicals that ever was made. Um, first time I ever remember seeing something about this was when I went on the Universal's ride, Universal Studios ride in the 90s. And I believe there's a Singing, singing in the Rain thing. There's like a Hollywood history of hollywood ride i can't remember it was a great hollywood ride or the movie ride or something and singing in the rain there was a big thing with with them singing and dancing around the uh around the telephone pole like in the movie um god great movie uh i, I love the music in this I, i'm i'm a huge musical guy so 
It was it was a good movie. Glad I watched it. The other movie I saw, I heard about. Um, Adam Devine was on Burt Kreischer's podcast a couple weeks ago. And he was talking about a time travel movie I'd never even heard of. Um, it was on Netflix in 19, uh, 2018. Um, it's called When We First Met, or we when yeah when we first met. Um, it's Adam Devine, um, Alexander like Dario, uh, Alexander like Dario. Um, it's a time travel romantic comedy. Check and check. Two of my favorite types of movies. It's all about time travel going wrong. You go back in the past to try to change something. Changes it for the wrong reasons. And you have to keep going back. Kind of like Groundhog Day to change it. Keep going and changing it till you get it right. And you never can get it right. Something always... The, the, what you want to uh, happen... I was going to say, what, what comes to mind when you talk about this is uh, Butterfly Effect. Yep, kind of like that. A lot like that. Um, and I remember the first time you watched Butterfly Effect, you were yeah, completely shocked. Yeah, I was blown my goddamn mind. Because <laughs> I think I watched. I didn't it, like Creature at that time either. Yeah, so, yeah. but yeah, you can like you can redo your life over and over and over again. But fate always has other plans, and always it always has a set motion and path for you. And that's kind of where the movie ends. I thought that was a cool ending. Um, recommend it. I know you're into time travel movies too. Netflix yeah. hour and a half. Uh, Adam Devine. If you've seen Workaholics, he's the lead in that. Um, he's in a whole bunch of other shit too, but yeah, great movie on Netflix. Check it out. And you also went to the movies. The one movie that we were going to see in the theater oh, besides yes. Redfield, so we didn't get to this week, but we will see it yes. soon. Um, Air with the uh, yeah. Michael Jordan movie, which I I keep hearing mixed reviews. Um, I know you mentioned it was a good movie, so yeah, give your uh, give your review of Air. It's uh, very good. I okay. liked it a lot. Um, I believe somebody on a podcast said. If this movie isn't nominated for Best Picture of the Year, then it weren't for a hell of a year, because this movie was phenomenal. Um, if there's ten movies better than it. Um, really good, funny, witty dialogue. Um, at first, it almost felt like Sorkin wrote it, because the dialogue was so so strong and tight mm. in certain places. Uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are both awesome, and they need to work more together. Mm. Um, they've really... It's funny, because they are kind of known for working together, but... Considering they've been around for as a duo for over 20 years, they've only done a handful of things together. Um, and every time they do, it's great whenever they have screen time together. And this is no exception. Uh, ben Affleck is awesome directing this movie, acting in this movie. Tons and tons of nostalgia for the 80s. Uh, the Ghostbusters logo is shown multiple times throughout the film. Hmm. The soundtrack is awesome. That's right here. Um, there's... A scene where they're meeting with Michael and his parents to try to convince them because he's ready to sign with Adidas. And um, Matt Damon's character convinces Ben Affleck's character to come in seven minutes late into the meeting or something like that. And there's a really funny like twist as to why that is. And uh, Ben Affleck is great in it, like I said. Matt Damon's great in it. Um, you do not see Michael at That's all. Right. Yeah, I heard that um, too. They show him from the back. And like when they're in the office he's like kind of like behind his mom or his dad looking at like photos on the wall type things. You see him from the back all the time and you hear the actor who plays him, his voice, um, certain times, but you don't actually see Michael outside of uh, video clips. Um, yeah, overall really good movie. Um, highly recommend. I'm not going to give a pineapple score until you see it. Okay. That's fine. But it's pretty high. Um, I don't want to influence you with the score. Or anything yeah, like that's that. fine. I'd rather you not. Yep. Just blew the movie. But, uh, yeah, great movie. Highly recommended it. 
Um, there's a lot of like little things that you don't even think about, like that the NBA back in 1984 was a failing league. Um, and this draft class, I mean, what what made the NBA the NBA um, was the Bird Magic feud in the early 80s and throughout the 80s. But the draft class that Michael was a part of, there was four first ballot Hall of Famers in that draft class. There was Michael Jordan, there was Akeem Olajuwon, John Stockton, and Charles Barkley, all in that draft. Um, and they were pretty much the guys that ran the league once Bird and Magic retired. Um, so it's really cool um, that they, they do a lot of, like, it's kind of like Moneyball. It felt very Moneyball to me hmm. um, at times. Um, so, yeah, def- definitely check it out. Um, apparently in the 1984, the NBA required that there was 51% of your basketball shoe had to be white. Um, so that was an issue when they were designing the shoe hmm. and they came up with a great solution for it. And um, this really did change the NBA, especially the players, because this is the first sign that a player had a shoe made for him. Mm-hmm. Like Bird and Magic was both signed to Converse, but they wore the same shoe, just different colors. Bird right. had his white with the green outline and Magic had his were, I think his were white with a purple or a gold outline. Um but this was the first time a shoe had been designed for an athlete. Um, but yeah, it's it's great. I can't wait to watch it again. Um, cool. I watch Moneyball, watch it twice a year, and I'm probably going to do the same with this. And I really can't wait to see you watch it or see what you have to say about it. Um, as somebody that doesn't pay attention to sports, but I think you would uh, you'd really like the story. Speaking of Michael Jordan, should I watch the documentary, um, the one that came out last year, year before? I hear it's really good. 100%. Okay. I hear um, it's really good. Watch it. Maybe watch it after you watch this movie. Around the same time. 10, 10, yeah, we're up, that's what same I mean. Like, you watch it, and then, yeah, and then, yeah, because it's 10, I think 10 one hour parts in the documentary. Okay. But the documentary is awesome. All right, yeah. I'll watch that. I'll start watching that. So when we get to that movie, I'm sure it'll be out on digital in a month or so. so. Yeah, I'll locate it. Yep. Or, yeah, you'll look at it. Good job in implementing yourself in illegal activities. What? I'll look at it. It'll be on iTunes. In, let's get into news. Swarm, swarm, swarm. <laughs> it's not a news segment without the trailer roundup. Trailer came out this week. Kind of surprised me. I uh, wasn't sure. Never hadn't heard about it. Starring Charlie Day. Um... I think it's directed by him too. He wrote it, uh, called Fools, oh, nice. Fools, Fool's Paradise. I don't yes, know if you saw the you tagged trailer. me on Facebook. Okay, yeah. you did see it. Good. Yeah. Um, it's got him, Ken Jeong, Kate Beckinsale, Adrian Brody, Jason Sudeikis, Edie Falco, Jason Bateman, Ray Liotta, one of his last roles in John Malkovich, Common the rapper. Got a big, huge cast. Um, about this guy who was in a mental hospital, and he comes out because they because they release him, pretty much pretty early earlier than he should be released into society and it's him being in society as a mental case and it looks pretty funny um charlie day if you ever seen it's always sunny in philadelphia is one of the stars one of the three stars um he was just recently luigi in the super mario brothers movie he's been a whole bunch of shit he was he's in horrible bosses, horrible bosses. one of my favorite movies of, ever yeah yeah he's in a whole bunch movie. of stuff but he's he's funny as hell um, does look good. He's 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 a he's the director and writer of this, and he's a star. So I'm not sure how it'll be. First time at the at the helm for something like that. So looking forward to seeing how that turns out. May 12th in a couple of weeks. 
Um, released a trailer today for the Peacock show Buffkiss, starring Pete Davidson and um, fuck from Goodfellas, short guy. <laughs> uh, fuck. You want to say um, Danny DeVito, but it's not Danny. Yeah, I did want to say Danny DeVito. <laughs> I did one hundred percent. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Yeah. But yeah, it's it does look good. I, I tagged you in the trailer to that too. It's been, it's yeah, about, I saw the tag. I didn't see yeah. the trailer. It's about I saw Pete, Pete Davidson, and I was like, "Get your butthole eyes out of here!" Butthole eyes. But yeah, it's about his life. It's a it's a it's a dramatic version of it. Com- comedic dra- dramatic version of his life. Um, oh, living with it. his mom. His, yeah, living with his mom in his basement. Um, it, it looks funny. It does look funny. It's a series. Yeah. It's gonna be on Peacock I mean, in a couple I weeks. King of Staten Island. So I'm sure I'll yeah. like this too. Well, you like that because of Bill Burr too, because that was he was great in this in that movie. You know, you're not wrong. I'm not wrong. I know. Um, and the last trailer that came out this week, big Marvel movie. I know you have probably no Don't care. care, no interest, interest. Care. But the Marvels came out. The Return of Captain Marvel, the Return of uh, Miss Marvel, the Return of Monica Rambeau from WandaVision. All three of them have a connection to the to the bracelet from uh, from Miss Marvel, where they all snap between each other's worlds and. If something happens, if they use their powers, they they switch switch into each other. It's, it looks weird. Kind of saw the end of it in Miss Marvel when when she's playing with the with the bracelet and she and Miss Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel switch places and Captain Marvel ends up in her bedroom. Uh, that's basically what the movie is about. They have this connection that they're trying to figure out. Um, Nick Fury is in the movie. He's going to be a part of the movie. Um, so it's going to be a continuation of. Secret Invasion. Um, so yeah, trailer looks okay. Uh, kind of uh, hit or miss on Marvel movies lately, so it's I'm very to, uh, skeptical until we see it. Or I've I seen will it. see it depending on how I feel about Secret Invasion, yes. which I think looks fantastic. Yep. So I will probably see this. Kicking and screaming. I will be pulled there to the box office. And yeah, continue, Raymond. But yeah, that's it. That's it for movie. That's it for trailers this week. So let's get into the news. Big Mario news. It won the box office, obviously. Um, last Friday, it made another fifty-five million dollars, and the whole total last weekend was two hundred and four million dollars in the first five days of release. Um, it, it, it was huge. Uh, Three hundred fifty-eight million dollars globally last weekend. Um, becomes the biggest uh, global opening of all time for an animated film, beat uh, Frozen 2. And uh, had the biggest global opening weekend ever for an animated film, which is huge. I mean, that is... We kind of figured that was going to happen. We knew this movie was going to be huge. We've been talking about it since we saw it. That once people get the word of mouth of how great it is, especially fans of the game... Back in the '80s, and and just love who love Mario and played games since the '80s of Mario spinoffs and everything that's been out in the last yep. 30 years, 40 years now. Um, it just hits you right. It hits you right in the feels. Yeah, it hits you right they, in the nostalgia they, feels. They cover everything from Mario to Mario Kart to even uh, Super Smash Brothers. Yep. is basically covered in this. Yep. And I really hope this opens up for a uh, Mario Cinematic Universe, as they've been talking about, um, leading up to basically three or four movies, and then you get like a Smash Brothers movie. Um, would be a lot of fun. The only movie I care about, and I know one that you care about too, is a real great depiction of Legend of Zelda. I yes. I really I need that. I need that in my yep. life. 
Um, yep. Jack Jack Black, by the way, the Peaches song has gone viral on YouTube. Knew yep. it would the minute we saw it. And it, it is eligible. Oscar eligible. So eligible for an that. Oscar. Yep. Um, it's everywhere. Um, and Jack Black pitched the idea that the voice of Wario, if he were to show up in the sequel, should be the one and only Pedro Pascal, which I am all for. Sign him up immediately. Yep. Put this guy in bubble wrap and save him because he is the he is the Hollywood icon that everyone wants to be. He came Wario. out of. Think about it this though. He came out of freaking nowhere. <laughs> like he Thrones. like he was on one season of Game of Thrones, and when I He's... saw him, he was instantly my favorite part of Game of Thrones in season four. The I earliest... loved him. I loved his story. I loved revenge stuff. Um, so that was great. But like now, all of a sudden, he's like the biggest actor on the planet. In his like fifties, like that's crazy. Because he's so down to earth. Like you hear, you hear him in interviews and how yeah. funny he is, and how normal he is, and how yeah. with it he is. And you're just hoping that everybody in Hollywood is like that, which we know. You see him, and then you see Tom Cruise, or you see Brad Pitt. And you know they're total opposites. Um, yeah, the earliest thing I've seen him in 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 viral clips and, and pictures of was he was on an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer when he turned yes, where he was a vampire. That's the earliest thing I've ever seen him in. So yep. I, it's, I don't it, know. It's very reminiscent of uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Yes. But Stanton? Esposito. Not Stanton. Giancarlo Esposito. Stanton's the uh, baseball player for the Yankees. Fuck the Yankees. Yeah, you noticed but, he was um, in a lot of stuff similar. in the early 90s. <laughs> yeah. It's it's very similar because like, he was in like bit pieces here and there yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, tv shows movies yeah and then he takes like one part in breaking bad and he's like the most famous person on the planet took a little longer between uh game of thrones and what yeah. Pedro's doing now yeah but it's the similar similar idea i mean just out of nowhere this guy comes out and now he's like the hottest thing on the planet where, where pedro is the hero the mm. the typical hero john carlo is the typical villain who's he's been yep. a villain in Every little property, and he's yes. in Star Wars now. Rumors of him being in the X Men. I doubt that you have it in uh, your notes because I just mentioned it to you briefly. But when I saw the cast for Maxine, the third movie in the X franchise, and he's in it, like fucking sign me up, sign me up for that. Yeah, we'll talk about if he, if he's the bad guy in that movie. Whew. We'll talk about X a little bit later. We have a little okay, bit of good. news on the on the actress okay. from that. Oh um, yes, of course. Uh, Super Mario Brothers movie is now the biggest video game adaptation in history, which we knew that was going to happen as well. Yeah, top of obviously. Warcraft, top of Warcraft and Pokemon Detective uh, Pikachu that came out a few years ago. Um, and I, five, it's it, going to make the most money this year, I still think. Yes. Um, I don't like I said that weeks ago before it opened, and I am sticking with that because it's a movie made for literally anyone from the age of three to sixty. Yep. Um, currently at $500 million globally, so it keeps growing, too. I think word of mouth and, and people getting bringing their kids to that. I know summer vacations up here, I think, are next week, or, or spring spring break um, in, in the Northeast. So uh, we'll see if that goes up after next week. Uh, 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi returns to theaters on April 28th. Um, last week it was Star Wars Celebration. We got a lot of news on Friday, and this is a lot of continuation of that weekend celebration. Um, that's returning to theaters. Um, the voice of Grand, Am Grand Am Admiral Thrawn from the... Uh, Ahsoka, real quick, from real quick. Yeah, Are yeah, we yeah. going to try to see Return of the Jedi on that uh, Friday? April 28th, I'm not sure, because the week after is Guardians. So I'm about to wait and see play by ear. Okay. Um, yeah. 
I, I, I haven't seen it in a while, so maybe it, we'll see. It might not be uh, part of our plan either is the other thing. Yeah. It yeah. might not be part of the regal plan, so right. go on. Right. Um, what was I saying? Oh, Grand, Am- Grand Admiral Thrawn. Um, he was he was in Rebels, I believe. Um, of course, he was part yep. of the books books in the nineties. We talked about it a little bit last week because they're making the Ahsoka series. He's going to be the antagonist for that, and the voice actor from from that show in Rebels is going to be the live action version of the character as Good well. Choice. In the makeup, um, just Lars, like in the Mandalorian with yeah, the Lars Mik- Lars Mikkelsen. I don't know. I never seen him in anything else. Maybe I if I recognized him later on. Yeah, he's the I, brother. His brother's the famous one. Yes, uh, uh, yes, I, kn- I knew that. <laughs> it's like the Skarsgård family. He's the unfamous yep. one. Yep. Um, also, in, in that show, David Tennant was the was a voice actor of one of the droids. I had no idea, and it was either Clone Wars yeah. or Rebels. You got to watch Rebels. It's uh, it's awesome. Try- it's only four seasons, so you got to watch it for Ashoka. Should I watch? Should I watch Clone Wars? I know the end of Clone Wars is really good, but I, I'm I'm trying oh my to watch God, it. that last season. I'm trying to watch it now, and I'm not getting into it. I'm on the first season right now. First season Does it get get episodic eventually? Because I don't like how it goes back and forth. If I was you, I would Google top ten story arcs in Clone Wars TV show. Okay. And that'll be all the episodes you need to watch. You won't miss a thing. Um, Because each season's like 20 episodes or 22 episodes. And they do like many like three episode arcs within the season. So there's a bunch of really really good arcs, but if you don't care about that arc, you're not gonna really you'll stop paying attention. I would do that, and um, but Rebels is a better show to me. Um, for me, Clone Wars made the prequels better. Okay. Uh, that's what Clone Wars did for me. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep I'll keep watching it and, str- and struggling through. Definitely watch the last season of the Clone Wars because it's. Fucking awesome! That's what I hear. I hear it's connected it, to Revenge it takes of the place, Sith. It takes place right after Order sixty six. Okay. Or like during, right before, it. during like it. when it's leading up to, and then afterwards. Okay. Um, like I mentioned, David Tennant, he was a voice on the cartoon, and he's coming back into the live action as the voice of the robot in Ahsoka. Um, it was in the trailer. Um, little thing I noticed the I noticed this posted online the Dawn of the Jedi symbol when they released the timeline. It's a picture of a woman with a lightsaber, um, yes. kind of bright light side, dark side is an emblem. Same emblem that was in in the Last Jedi with with um, Luke Skywalker when he's yep. when he's when he's training Rey. I was on the floor in his Jedi temple as well. Same symbol. Um, thought that was kind of a neat touch. Um, Dawn of the Jedi, of course, is set twenty five thousand years. Before New Hope, it's the Dawn of the Jedi, very first Jedi, very first use of the Force, Force users. Yep. Um, interested in this movie? I mean, besides this and Old Republic, this is exactly where Star Wars should be going. Um, if you're going away from the Skywalker. Story. Have you listened to today's uh, Real Blend episode? No. Okay. Um, I just want to bring this up because we're talking about Star Wars, and I know yes. you have this in your notes. But Sean from Real Blend was at the uh, thing where they showed a bunch of stuff on the Acolyte. Yeah. Um, and he said that what they showed was basically the main actress is playing two different roles. Okay. And hmm. she's a twin. And one is a one goes to the dark side, one goes to the light side. So hmm. the whole show is going to be focused on that. Oh, and to me, that sounds fucking fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's it just it's similar to like what they should have done in the uh, sequel trilogy. The original extended universe books took care of. Um, yeah. 
where it Luke's two kids, one chooses the light, one chooses the dark. Right. Um, so I think that's a great, great idea for the Acolyte episode uh, series, which is coming mm-hmm. out next year. And I really can't wait to see that now. But I just wanted to bring that up while we're talking Star Wars. Yeah, and that whole entire time period is new for Di- is Disney exclusive. That has never been written about in any Star Wars, but yep. from George Lucas's perspective. So this is all Disney Disney run Star Wars at this point. Well, remember George Lucas doesn't even consider the books canon. Yes, he considers it a parallel universe. Yes, so they run together. Um, but yeah, Which I'm, I, I'm I can't wait for the acolyte. I'm glad. I'm glad Fioni is bringing some of that stuff in, like like Thrawn. Mm. So. Um, definitely. Well, he created, well, he, he created rebels and he created like Ahsoka. He obviously didn't create Thrawn, but yeah, definitely glad he chose to use them in rebels so that now they could be part of Canon. Yes. Yep. Um, HBO max officially going to be changed into just max (laughs) getting rid of the HBO. (laughs) Sorry. Um, but with HBO max, people sign up. Because of the HBO part, not because yes. of the Max I know. part. Oh, <laughs> uh, what the fuck? Okay, but, continue. But it's keeping the same. It's keeping the same price point six sixteen dollars a month for the most part, except they're doing the Netflix thing, where they're getting rid of the HDR and 4K and Dolby Atmos, and they're putting that on a higher tier for twenty dollars a month. Um, is he called the Ultimate Plan? So if you want to watch. HD, if you want to watch HDR, 4K, Dolby Atmos. Not even, not even HD, just yeah, I mean, 4K. 4K, because the HD quality is $16. If you have what you have now, which is what I have free from AT&T, which I'll get into in a minute, because you do get HBO Max or Max for free if you're an AT&T member. But if you have that, you're already, you're already paying, you're on a $16.99 ad-free plan, which is going to be turned into an HD, only two streams at a time, and if you download 30 downloads, I don't download anything. But so I don't. I and the AT&T plan, there's no, no information on what's going to happen to my plan. If I what I have for free, if it's going to be the ad-free plan without the HD and without the 4K. How long do you have it? Like, does it or is it just li- because it's, it's a life? It? It's a lifetime thing with AT&T. So as long as okay. I don't change my plan. I should have, and it's 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 currently part of the deal too. So, um, as you'll anybody be who signs up, into the new deal, and then I don't know, yeah. you'll probably get like the ad light plan for free or something like that. Or you that would break. suck. That would suck. I mean, I already yeah. I already get the sixteen dollar a month plan. I I expect to get at least that, but I'm hoping that they'll give me the ultimate plan because I mean, honestly, though, out of the all 4K, the streaming services, I'd much rather pay twenty bucks for HBO. Than it's Netflix. it's the only one that's worth I mean, twenty. It's the only one that's yeah. worth twenty bucks. It really yeah, is. By far. You, you look at the catalog of what they have. Um, it's the only one yeah. that's worth 20 bucks right now. Um, finally announced, James Gunn announced during this big, huge DC thing that happened a couple days ago that Frank Grillo is going to be playing Rick's Flag, uh, um, Rick Flag Sr. in Creature Commandos, the animated series, who is going to be spun off into a live action eventually. He also released the rest of the cast who's going to be in that. Um, David Harbour is going to be playing Frankenstein. Um, Alan Tudyk's going to be in it. He's going to be playing. I can't remember who he's going to be playing, but they released a few of the cast members. And, of course, uh, James Gunn, Sean Gunn, his brother, is going to be in that as well, reprising his role from um, Obviously. From, from Suicide Squad. So, um, Also announced... Oh, and I just want to update you real quick. Um, from the Snyderverse people, the casting is trash. Continue. 
Oh, the Snyder group. I can't <laughs> believe they're still around. Oh, they're around and fighting strong. But the Penguins released a surprise trailer. It's currently in production, but there's a small little trailer that debuted. Um, it's in, currently in production. Spinoff of the Batman with Robert Pattinson. I don't think he'll be in the show, but Colin Farrell is coming back as a Penguin. Going to be a gangster taking over Gotham, the underground of Gotham City. I'm sure leading up to the Batman 2 or whatever happens after this. Um, I would I would have been more interested in a Gotham PD show, which I think I don't know if that's still happening. Or that not. was that's not happening. It was, um, I would have been more Penguin, interested. I think is the only thing. Um, oh, I think it looks awesome. I think it, it, looks, look, it looks it looks like the Godfather, like the way it's shot. Yeah. looks fucking incredible. It does. Yeah. Um, and Colin Farrell was great in it. But I do think the Gotham PD show would have been cool, but we already had that, so I don't yeah. care. Yeah, right. um, we legit already had that with Gotham. Yep. The show Gotham is a Gotham PD show. Yep. So, I mean, it would have been cool, but I- I'm happy with this. Yep. Um, they also announced, I know you're not big into The Conjuring, or you've seen them, but you don't really like them Which that much. Which is odd, because I love horror. I just, I'm not into that type of horror. Yeah, supernatural. So, I'm, um, I'm more of a, a slasher guy. Um, gore slasher. Yeah, so it's getting yeah. a TV series in HBO Max. They announced that yesterday as well, the day before. Is um, uh, James Wong involved? James Wong? I'm, I'm sure he he's going to be a producer of he some sort. He has to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, in, uh, f- f- formally announced that Harry Potter will be turning into a series. Um, going to last for a decade, 10 years. So I'm sure the last couple of books are going to be stretched on into more than one season. Especially the last movie because it's so big I think the last movie is as big as three or four of the books combined I know what when I, I when I listen to you the mean, audio book, you mean the last book the, the last, last book the last book yeah that they turned into two movies okay. yes when I listened to the okay. audiobook I think it was 40 hours maybe 50 hours yep. so it was it was a lot that's um, some like Game of Thrones shit yeah it, but there's a lot of stuff in it that they did put in the movie some stuff they missed but for the most part, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, and they starting. could also combine the first two books into one season if they want to, or start no, the second not. book earlier into the first. They're not okay. No, they're doing one season per per book, at least in the beginning. The only reason why I say that is because the first book, or at least the first movie, they're going to have to stretch that shit out a lot. I don't depending think... on how many episodes. Yeah, right. Are. Yeah, because HBO does at if, least eight. If it's eight to episodes, 10. then they'll be fine. But if it's ten, they'll be some downtime yeah but there's but even thinking about that um there is quite a bit of stuff to have like the first se- the first episode could be harry living in in the muggle world and yep and living and with his aunt and uncle there could be or, plenty or, of uh there could be plenty cool. of flashbacks throughout the show for yeah. Oh, like, yeah. his family and stuff like that like so they'll be able to they'll they'll figure it out i mean i don't HBO knows what the fuck they're doing. So. And very, very interesting <laughs> because they have to recast everyone. They did announce that as well. Entirely new mm-hmm. cast, which is fine with me. Um, of yep. course, there's a lot of iconic people that were in the original series from the guy who played, the guy who played um, Hagrid. It's going to be tough to do Snape. But Snape, that's the big one. It, it's going to be tough for them to do him. The kids, um, the kids. Everyone's love for who played him and he's yeah. dead now so yeah and the, and the kids can easily be recast um yeah they're they're just just regular kids that's all they get like you said some regular it's, kids. it's the older people that you're gonna like yeah. like hagrid and snape and whoever else um gary oldman's character yeah uh oh, yeah. it's gonna be tough to replace Serious. those because those were the those were the best performances in the yeah. movies by far God, I didn't even think about that when the, the third season when they got to adapt 
that movie. That's gonna mm-hmm. be amazing. Book. Oh yeah, that book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not, that's the thing. I'm so used to seeing the visuals of the movie. It's hard. Yep. To, it's hard to get that visual out of your head. It's it's gonna be the book adaptation, which means there's a there's a poltergeist in the book. His name is Peeves, who was never yep. in any any of the any of the movies. But so he'll be on be the show. Part, he's gonna be a big part of the show. Um, he, he's kind of like um nearly headless Nick, who was played by one of the uh, one of the uh, Python guys, uh, John Cleese. You uh, you wanna. Think of something kind of funny, real quick. What? Um, should I make it? I will be in my mid fifties when the show finishes. Mid fifties? Uh, yeah, maybe it depends on when it comes out. Maybe because two, three I am years forty now. now, so yeah, I'll be fifty-two, fifty-three. So get into my mid fifties. I can't wait to be That'll watching be HBO. Fun. HBO Max sitting in our living room in our fifties. <laughs> we'll Easy chair. Thirty-four ninety-nine at that point, or at least. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, let's not think about that, Kevin. Um. Another spinoff happening, Big Bang Theory spinoff. I know Young Sheldon's big. I don't watch any of that. I watch Big Bang Theory. It's okay show if you're if you're, if you're into geek stuff. Um, lots of callbacks to geek culture in the. Did you say you 2000s. did watch the Big Bang I Theory? I did. I watched. I watched all. You of did. It. Okay. I watched all. I series. fucking hate that show. Yeah, a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people like. They'll say I've never seen it, and they don't know anybody who's ever seen it. It's one of those shows, kind of a lot like uh, Two and a Half Men. I think I, I watched. I, yeah, Two and a Half Men. Yeah, good point. Yep. But I think I watched four seasons of the show before I stopped. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a sitcom. What are you going to get out of a sitcom talking about geek stuff every single week? It's going to be it's gonna be uh, the same thing over and over and over again. That's basically what the show was. So. Um, yeah. And it lasted for 11 seasons, which is, or 12 seasons, which is that, shocking. That is crazy. But there's but, also nothing else on. So The, the two big I mean, pieces... Yeah. The two big pieces of news that I know you care about, you can give me a little bit more information about. Oh, yes, I can. Game of Thrones prequel uh, series based off of George R. R. Martin's Dunk and Egg books are officially moving yes. forward HBO Max. So, or Max. Do you know who Egg is? You told me it was the brother of Aegon. No, right? it's Aegon. Egg, egg his his Aegon. brother, his it's brother, dunk. his older brother, um, is. Uh, Fuck, now I'm forgetting it. Of course I'm forgetting it now. But his older brother is uh, Maester Aemon. Okay. Maester Aemon passed up on the throne. It was a tough time. They didn't know who to make king. Um, when the king died, he had like a shit ton of kids. And they called him Aegon the Unlikely because he was like the fifth kid. And he ended up being the one chosen to be king, eventually. Duncan Egg is a series that is written where he is... Mostly a squire for a knight called Dunk. Um, Duncan the Tall. Sir Duncan the Tall. Um, I'm really excited for this. Mainly, I mean, I was talking to the cat about it last night. Um, or two nights ago. And wait, I was wait, wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Who's the cat? Your cat? cat? Aegon. <laughs> yeah. I was explaining to him how Aegon... Oh my god. This, the, a- the Aegon in this story is Aegon the Fifth. Um who I named the cat after because he was the, he was the Targaryen that came in and said, we're not going to marry our sisters. We are not doing that. No more, no incest. It's not for this guy. Um, and then two of his kids end up marrying each other. But regardless, um, Aegon the fifth is one of my favorite Kings in the entire game of Thrones saga. Um, I don't think George is ever going to finish the books, Duncan egg, which is supposed to, um, and at Summerhall, which is when the whole thing burned. Um, 
And so this this will be pretty much the ending to the book. Um, I don't so think we're... he's going to end up finishing the books. But this is about, as far as timeline goes... Yes, that's what I want to know. Mace Raymond was ninety was in his late nineties when he died. In Game so of Thrones. we'll say ninety years before Game of Thrones starts. Okay. Give or take. Uh give and, or take. And when is House of Dragons? How many years prior? hundred and sixty, hundred and seventy. Okay, so it's about halfway through there between yeah. the two. Okay. So I mean this will this will be a good bridge. And the stories are great. They're fun. Um Egg is awesome in it. Um so yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to this. Okay. Um, and remember, when, when Mr. Raymond dies, he's on his deathbed, and he just keeps saying, egg, 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 like, as he's, like, dying. And that's who, in his in his mind, because he's going, he's having, like, lucid dreams, like, in his mind, he's seeing his brother Aegon, who ended up being the king. And the reason why he was, um, the reason why he went to the, the wall is because he said, I don't want to deal with any of this crap, I don't want to be king. Just let me go live my life on the wall. They sent a bunch of Targaryens to the wall. And he didn't want to be, basically, he didn't want to be killed off just for being a Targaryen at that point because he denied the throne. So that's why he went to the wall. Interesting. So we will see, we'll probably see young Mace Raymond in this show. That's cool. Cool. And speaking of uh, Game of Thrones, they just started filming House of Dragons Season 2. Started production. Yep. Um, uh, released, released a picture of the throne. So... Let's get uh, into the rest of the news. Yes, um, let's go. James Gunn said that uh, Peacemaker 2 will still happen, but won't be until after Superman Legacy. I think they're going to wait. I think Superman, everything is kind of leaning on Superman Legacy being the yep. turnaround and the litmus test of how everything's going to be DC going forward. He um, has so much. I mean, he literally has to put out the best Superman movie yes. that's ever been made in a world where we have so Everybody many people on the side of the ones of the 70 no but like in a world where everything's divided between people want one that's like the one from the 70s yes and people want one that's like henry cavill yes so it's his job is i am glad i'm not in that position it's um it's, it's a career make or break for him yeah his and legacy as a filmmaker will be on this um yes so it's i'm glad i'm not in that position because I mean, Superman's not my favorite character anyways. I fucking love Man of Steel. Yes. You know that. We've had disagreements about it, and I understand your reasonings. You are a Superman guy. I. By the not. way, by the way, yeah. James Gunn feels the same exact way I do. He's even mentioned yeah. that, that he's not going to be a killer. So, I know. Yep. Uh, I can't wait for that. Um, it's not even that. It's just I, I loved Henry Cavill in the role. I know. Um, and I also saw the Superman movies way too late. I was like in my late twenties the first time I saw them. Yeah, it's one of the first um, things I saw. So, yeah. yeah, so it's just one of those things. Um, I like the Superman movies, but I'm not like as a character. Superman is my favorite. Yeah. So I am really interested in seeing what James Gunn brings to the table with this one. Me too. Have you ever seen? Uh, speaking of Superman, we never talk about this. Have you? Did you ever watch the reruns of the? George Reeves, Superman, black and whites back in the day when you were a kid? Not when I was a kid, when I was about 32. Oh, okay. They were on YouTube. Well, they don't hold up. They, they don't hold up now. I mean, they didn't hold up back then, no. but it was it was before. I mean, I, I, saw, yeah. those, I saw those before it's like watching, Batman. They did, they, did a, they did a Batman one from back then, too, which is just god-awful. Yeah, just Batman. Just god-awful. Yeah. Uh, Superman and the Mole Men, that was one. But, yeah, I mean, George Reeves, classic, if you've seen. Uh, there's actually a movie I want to see. 
I own it and haven't seen it with uh, Ben Affleck, who plays George Reeves. He died in mysterious ways. Really? Um, yes. What's it called? I uh, can't remember, but he plays George Reeves. Um, and, uh, he, so he was Superman I want to see at one that. point. He was I Superman love, at one point. I love Ben Affleck in pretty much anything he's done. Um, yeah, he's maybe we'll, uh, we'll talk about it off pod. Maybe, maybe by the time you go back to work, we'll watch that. Um, cause we still have to watch Scott Pilgrim before you go back to work too. I want to And, that. uh, the big one I have to watch before I go back to work is Return of the King and hopefully have Chris on next week for that. Yes. We have to do that. That was the last review that we have to do for that. Um, before you go back to work. Um, he also spoke out about a massive rumor of, uh, Poison Ivy being in a spinoff. He debunked it for the Batman. Um, so yeah, we don't know where the Batman 2 is going to be going. Um, a lot of the rumors I, being clay, clay face. I do like the clay face thing, whether they do the original clay face from the 40s or, I mean, Matt Reeves' entire fucking movie about monkeys and they looked real. So By the way, Kevin Smith... I, I think they'll pull it off. Kevin Smith said the same exact thing you said about Clayface, that iteration rather than the the uh, sci-fi version. Um, okay. Yep. And I and I still say the ventriloquist, the ventriloquist, or I mean, Mister Freeze. That would be, be the ultimate. Mister Freeze would be the yeah. ultimate. Villain. A true Mister Freeze. A true Mister. But he Freeze might story. save that for the third. Because would be that might fantastic. That finale. might take Batman being basically who Batman is. We still yep. don't know who this Batman is. Yes. Right now, he's literally just a guy that dresses in a mask, and by the end of the movie, he realizes he needs to stop trying to scare everybody in Gotham, and he realizes he needs to be the hope for Gotham, which is weird, because that's like Superman's thing, but yep. yeah, we'll see. Uh, Deadpool 3 news, uh, Marina Brackren, who played Vanessa in Deadpool 1 and 2, and Stefan Kapsik, sick, 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 how you say his name, yes. who played Colossus. Great depiction of Colossus, the best depiction of Colossus, um, in Deadpool 1 and 2, are coming back for Deadpool 3. She posted a picture of herself in Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds, on Instagram saying, I said yes, as as Deadpool's proposing to her, so she is coming back. So, out of all the comic book movie, like, love interests, this... I was actually going to text you about this, that we should do a list of, like, top four or five. Um, This is my favorite love... Yeah. Anything in by any far. comic book. By far. By, by far. By far. Um, their chemistry, uh, the way they're written, their dialogue. It's amazing. Even the, sto- even the story it's, it's, in that. It's insane. Like, it's like that, and, like, the only thing I think of that comes close is, like, maybe Spider-Man and MJ in either of the yeah. two franchises, or even Tony and Pepper. But besides and, that, like, this is by far the best relationship in any comic book film. And I don't, and I don't think Spider Man and Mary Jean have been depicted on television that well so far, even with Kirsten Dunst. That's what I mean, television or movies. Um, And I mean, the new MJ isn't even the traditional MJ, so it's really hard to right to judge it. Um, It's kind of like an Elseworlds MJ, but it works because they're good actors, they have good chemistry, and they're dating. So, in real life, Um, yeah, even even. uh, Vanessa's and Deadpool's story in the second one was great too. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. A, yeah. And I, I can't wait to see the sequel because we know there's going to be time travel involved because that's where the second one ended. He has a whole bunch of time travel fuckery and, and universe fuckery going on where he's killing different people in different universes, including Ryan Reynolds, who's reading the script for Green Lantern. So I you know, can't I wait gotta, to see. What I gotta get my da- I gotta get my dad to watch this movie, the first Deadpool, and see what he says. I really want his input on this. I think he would actually enjoy it. 
Your, remember when your dad walked out of uh, South Park with you? I think you and Kyle went maybe, or you and... Did your he Apple out of South Park? He might have. <laughs> your Apple Music is about to go off. Your Apple Music is? is yes. <laughs> Light my fire by the doors. Yeah, that's that's great. It, it, something about play all music by Apple Music is what happened. But um, yes. another uh, another big big announcement on casting this week. I know you're excited about this. We talked about it earlier. Pearl and X star Mia Goth is coming into yes. coming into the MCU. And she's going to be joining the Blade movie with Mahershala Ali. Yep. Um, My favorite working actress yeah, you told that me isn't that. based on looks. Um, just talent alone. She is fucking incredible in the X movies. The monologue, I've said this a million times, at the end of Pearl is insane. It's chilling. It's frightening. And it's a five-minute monologue. And it's, oh. But yeah, I can't wait for this. She is what? awesome. I just have no idea who the fuck she's playing. Right. That's what I was saying. What type of <laughs> character? What type of character? We, are, we know it's about vampires, Blade. I'm sure the movie's gonna have a little bit of connection to if vampires. If she's a vampire, she'll be in- perfect. She'll fucking kill it. That's what I oh thought. Oh my god, incredible. Okay. She's perfect because she's not like traditionally beautiful, so to speak, but she is like attractive. Uh, you know? villain. But she's not like we're thinking villain. Uh, I think type? So. I th- if it's like Infinity Pool where she starts out kind of being his friend and then ends up being a villainous person, I think would be the best way to go. Okay. But whatever they choose, I'm happy that she was cast doing it. Okay. Um, but yeah, based off like Infinity Pool, which I liked, I didn't love, but again, her performance was great in it. So. Um, and movie news is that surprises no one. Um, the Bad Bunny led Spider-Man spinoff. Il Morto is <laughs> is is getting mixed uh, mixed uh, news from people that are behind the scenes if it's going to be still happening or not. Especially is that bad... really his? Is that how he looks with the yes. Punisher thing? No, it's it's a yeah. not only not only Punisher, but it's a it's a wrestling mask. He's a wrestler. That's yeah. the whole reason. That's the whole reason. I knew Bug, that Bad Bunny signed up for it. But I knew that. In one episode, one comic, by the way, one comic. Pick any comic character you want to be Bad Bunny, and he picks this one. But yeah, it's uh, I, I think it was his manager that said, "Yeah, we're not really sure if that movie if that movie is in production or what's what's happening with it." So Bad Bunny's manager has no idea what's going on. That means Sony has no idea what's going on. So, which we already kind of knew that. Which <laughs> I was gonna say, okay. <laughs> yep. Um, Boys season four wrapped production. Um, Carl Urban posted a picture on Insta- Instagram with him and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Um, looks like Jeffrey Dean Morgan may be playing another uh, character in the secret CIA organization yeah. that's running the He's boys. He's dressed up in the suit and tie. Yep. So, looking forward to that. The boys is a great show. Um, James Bond will not be a younger actor. Um, the casting director said younger actors have have lacked the gravitas and mental capacity to p- play 007. Um because it's not just the part they're taking on; it's a massive responsibility. Um, so yep. yeah, where do you, you think that's a good idea? You think it should be an older guy, thirties, forties? Okay. I think mid to late thirties would be perfect. Um, it goes back to the the James Gunn thing. Like he couldn't have wrote a Superman movie four years ago, five years ago. Right. right. But he's grown as an, as a writer and a producer and a director since then. So now he can do it. Um, I think the same thing is like you have a lot of pressure when you're James Bond. Um, cause you know, for three movies, at least you are going to have to be this character. 
and he's so beloved. And I mean, nobody, nobody liked Daniel Craig when he was announced. Right. So, uh, Hey, look how those yeah, I think, out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think a late thirties actor is perfect. Okay. Richard Madden. Perfect, um, yeah. but yeah. Um, cocaine bear actually comes out today on Peacock. It's going to be a documentary on the cocaine bear, the true story of everything. This is pretty much what I've been hoping would happen sooner rather than later, so I can see the history of what happened. I know you, you told me there's a video about this, but this is going to elongate that to a couple. Of yeah, episodes. it was it was like a 30 minute like YouTube like okay made from some guy's basement video, which is pretty good. But I look forward to this. I'll probably watch it when we're done recording. And you probably watch it this weekend too. Um, yeah, but yeah. the whole entire story of cocaine bear and the true story. So I can't wait for that. It's gonna be on Peacock. It's on there now, supposedly. I mean, as far as I know, the story is a bunch of cocaine fell from the sky, a bear ate it, and then overdosed. So yep. we'll see what they say. And about, it's all about the drug lords and everything that happened yeah, there, too. Yeah, I think, I think the uh, documentary will be about more, more, about, more about the, the drug drugs. people. Yep. Yeah. Um, Robocop, Robocop, Stargate, Barbershop, and more series from MGM, now that Amazon owns them, are being developed as series. Um, so yeah, uh, Robocop... Uh, Robocop's been played so many, so much, to the point where it was a character in WCW Nitro back in the 90s. Before um, Nitro. Saturday Night. Yeah, before Nitro, that's right. <clears throat> or didn't P didn't uh, Peter Wellers, whatever his name is, come in and actually play Robocop on Nitro too, Or on WCW television? Th he might have. I, think I just remember the, the famous clip is just, is just a random Him wrestler Sting, that they right. put the... Yeah, but... Weller might have been involved at some point. But yeah, they're going to be developing series on these IP products that are that are that they have uh, popularity with MGM movies um, being Peter developed Weller. by Amazon. Peter <clears throat> Weller also is a great character actor in two shows I love, Dexter and Sons of Anarchy. I, I heard the Dexter thing before. Yeah. Um, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League, a game that's supposed to be coming out, got delayed again. Um, it was supposed to come out in May next month. It's not coming out now until February 2nd of next year. Um, having a lot of problems with this game. I don't know. I uh, wonder if... I don't. When I heard this news, I was just thinking that maybe James Gunn wants to do something where it ties into the movies. Maybe. But in general, would you have this much of an issue with production? Because it keeps getting delayed. Right. It's something bigger than that. So this game is probably dead on arrival. It looks, it looks. Every trailer I've seen looks amazing. Yeah, it looks even the, even fucking the story. The Kevin Conroy's back. Yeah. yeah, sounds awesome. It's a continuation of the Kevin Conroy series. So yeah, everything about it, written on paper, sounds amazing. So I don't know. We'll have to maybe wait they're to getting cold feet and they're they think it doesn't live up to the rest of the series. Yeah, it's, maybe if it's a continuation of the Kevin Conroy stuff. I don't know, but yeah, it's DOA probably. We'll see. The, yeah. Year. yeah, we'll see. The, the director, the writer, the guy who's pretty much in charge of Broken Lizards, Comedy Troupe, um, Jay, however the hell you say his name. Yeah, that guy. He will be, uh, the next movie that they're going to be working on is going to be Super Troopers 3. Um, Good. Remember, Super Troopers 2 came out. They did a uh, GoFundMe campaign, got the money for that movie kind of subpar compared to the first one. We talked one. about him a few weeks ago, too. We did, we did. But we yeah. talked about Good Super for Troopers, yep. Yeah. Um, Michael Lerner, character actor from the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000, he was in Elf, um, he's in Barton Fink, which I've never heard of her, it's a great movie, 
Um, but he just passed away. He was 81 years old. He's been in a lot of stuff. If you've seen any movies in the 80s or 90s, I'm sure you've seen him at least once. Um, he played oh, yeah. one of the, he played one of the guys in Elf who was uh, who worked with James Caan to try to write books. Um, he's worked for the book company. Um, so he just passed away. Um, Helen Hunt's Twister 2 got rejected by the studio for potentially shady reasons. Um, Debbie Diggs, who was um, in Hamilton, he played uh, Thomas Jefferson. Um, he came in and said that uh, that there was something shady going on, and that that her uh, that they wanted to do uh, a Twister 2 with a more diverse cast, and they barely met up with Helen Hunt because she was the one that kind of pitched the idea, and they took it away from her. So I, I believe <laughs> I, I believe they announced casting for it in the last couple of days for the new uh, the new Twister 2 reboot that they're going to be doing, but. I really have no interest in it. Um, a three-part event was announced on Peacock. Um, we already know the Continental was coming out. It's a it's in the world of John Wick. It's a prequel to John Wick um, with Winston taking over the Continental. Kind of looks like a gritty mobster-like movie. Uh, spy, I yeah, it, can't, it comes out in September this, of this, this year. This makes sense as to why all the John Wick movies are on Peacock right now, not HBO Max. Yes. But it's going to be Max for a while. From what I hear, it's going to be three mini movies, three part yep. series, mini series. Um, it's going to be mini movies making up this show, mini series, whatever you want to call it. It's going to be on Peacock in September. We'll talk about that more, sure, later down the road. And finally, in news, Dark Side of the Ring is officially returning on May 30th at 10 p.m. Ten episodes this next season uh, for season four. Um, the only the only episodes I, I didn't write them down, but I did hear a couple of them. Um, but looking forward to that. I believe there's an episode on Sonny and uh, and uh, what's his name that that died? Uh, Carino. What's his name? Steve Carino. <laughs> what's his name that died? Wrestler. Um, Sonny's Sonny's boyfriend <laughs> there. I can't remember his name. Uh, Chris Candido. Chris Candido. Yes, yeah, uh, Steve yeah. Candido. But yes, yeah, Chris you Candido. said. I thought you said Steve Carino. <laughs> yeah, maybe what it was. He's, he's alive. <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah, that's it for news, and that's it for the show. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening, and we will talk to everyone next week, maybe with a review or two. We'll have to wait and see. I I know we talked about uh, Scott Pilgrim. Maybe we'll get into that. We'll see. Yep, him, and hopefully we see Renfield. Maybe Renfield, too. I, and, I've been hearing mixed And things. hopefully, fingers crossed, Return of the King. Well, we'll definitely... Re we're going to review that whether... <laughs> Whether we go to the movies or not, because that's a four-hour movie, which means five yeah. hours in a theater. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. But we're going to watch it. We're going to review it. Chris is coming on either next week or the week after. We haven't we haven't really formally talked to him about it. We, he's been setting. He's kind of said he's going to come on, but we'll figure yeah. it out. But we will talk to everyone next week. Peace. Later. <laughs>